Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognar the Young, Young Grognar, kicking your tail live with another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the Herald, and the quest, the past. Our party have managed to infiltrate Fort Shieldville and reach nearly to the dark, spooky heart of this establishment, uh, if you want to call it that, in order to find a teleporter so that they can make their way to the negative plane in order to get one of their souls slurped out like a bad little thingy, put it inside a little jar and go save the world. But unfortunately on the way there, the party had to go through the crapper, found out that their buddy Baril was a little itchy for a certain reason, got rid of the itchy part, got rid of the Baril part, still holding on to Gorendi, which is, you know, kind of nice. Uh, but the party had through sleuth guile and through, uh, a lot of diarrhea commentary managed to get through a bit of a, uh, a trap held on one of the doors leading to the basement, uh, managed to fight off some of the Tome Guard, and now, uh, using an elaborate set, uh, setup of teleportations, the party are now heading down the winding stairwell into the deep, dungeonous basement of Fort Shieldvale. Along the way, Jarzak has a very good time understanding the infernal speech he is hearing, uh, it is, uh, it's not great. Uh, a lot of talk of a lot of skin being peeled off and things being put where they don't belong with human anatomies, but a very angry, deep, bellowing voice seems to boom from deep within this stony structure. So we'll begin with the party entering into, uh, what appears to be sort of a, a library atrium kind of a, a deal here, um, where the party are popping up, there are walls of books, as well as a few racks and uh, setups with small laboratories where you can see alchemical components, as well as spell components sort of set up down here. Um, there is a set of double doors that appear to be made of solid metal. Um, those ones are on the other side of the chamber here. But overall, this chamber itself is roughly about 40 or so feet by about 50 or so feet. Um, the booming everybody can hear of the voice on the other side of the doors is incredibly loud. Um, it sounds very pained, very angered, uh, and not good. So, Garendi, at the bottom of the stairs with the party, looks around and says, I know I agreed that I was going to help you out on this whole journey to the bottom here, but I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I've done enough. 
Well, so long as there are no more locked doors between them and us, uh, you can hang back if you wish. Well, with that, he says, well, I don't feel like I ever really found out the answer to this, and maybe this isn't the right time to ask, but what are we doing down here anyway? Um, we're looking for a teleportation circle. And with that, he just kind of gives you a bewildered look and says, so if I were to stay back, are you not coming back? There is a chance in that. Yes. What did you say? There is a chance of that. Yes, we will not. We will most likely not come back. So what am I supposed to do? Ooh, I didn't think of that. He just looks, again, panicked. The booming voice on the other side, shaking some of the books on the shelves. And he just stands there and he says, You're telling me you had no plans on my exit strategy, but you were all planning on just leaving me behind? Tinker kind of thought you had your own way of getting out, or you wouldn't have offered to come? Weird, we were coming in and grabbing something and leaving. Like any heist. I didn't think you guys were going to just leave. And with that, he says, there's, I'm guaranteed dozens of guards coming down this way. I, how long will I be able to stay back before I'm grabbed by whatever? I, 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 what am I supposed to do? Um. Kleeka, don't you have the ability to portal us to any other location or specific location? Yes, but if I go there, I can't get back here until I know. Oh, you, where... you can't just send someone else. I, I click a could, but it would be a pretty powerful spell. Um, click it can take care of that if we think we're all set. It's going to take about uh, 10 minutes, though. With that, Garendi says, I don't think we have the time for something like that. I I don't know. If we're going to get out, if I'm going to get out of this alive and you are all leaving me here, I'm going to need something of an alibi or some sort of an exit strategy. Yeah, couldn't you just lay on the ground and say we knocked you out? He says, I mean, I'm not much of an actor. Unless uh, I talk about diarrhea again. Jeez. But so with that, he just gives like sort of a five minute, I mean, a five second pause here and then looks back at all of you guys. And he oh, says, it only takes a minute, actually, to do teleportation circle. Oh, I was wrong. So. But with that, he looks back at everybody in the group and he says, I don't think acting is going to work. Click of promises that we'll get you out of here before we go anywhere. Okay. I don't think he really believes that, but... Do, do we remember where the teleportation circle will take him? Like, will it be a specific spot? I mean, it, this one is specifically attuned to, what, the negative plane? Is that what we it's called? I mean, well, I think unfortunately... That the, wasn't the thing about it that it's powerful enough to take us to the negative plane? Yes. 
The big reason why the Lich didn't want you guys using his personal teleporters is because the negative plane is a very awful place, and if he was to have anything traceable back to his domain, he wasn't happy with it. So he said, you can go use theirs instead. Right. But, uh... I yeah, mean, like, otherwise, I think it's just a normal teleportation circle. Yeah, once right. we get there, Kleeka can activate it for him and send him somewhere else. Yeah. The, uh... The thing is, is the Lich did give you guys a bit of a token in order to get to the negative plane. Uh, <laughs> itself is nothing more than a simple rusty iron coin, but he handed over to you like this was coordinates in order to get to the plane. So nobody ever questioned it at the time. And so wouldn't that be a time to find out that you got duped by the Lich? And just holding up middle fingers at you. Could you imagine? Just a really elaborate way to do it. But I guess like if <laughs> you've got nothing better to do, if you have nothing but time, might as well start start pranking people. Just getting punked. Um, but with that, uh, Garendi says, "I'll just tell them that I don't know. You guys dragged me along." Well, Maybe they'll go easy on me. Why don't you just hang back while we deal with what we need to deal with, and then if we think it's safe, we'll call you in and get you out of here. And so he kind of just says, all right, I suppose you've all been doing this a lot longer than I have. Okay, I trust your judgment. And with that, he goes walking over to one of the little laboratory component cabinets here, starts looking it up and down rearranges some of the items very delicately, climbs into one of the cupboard doors and closes it <laughs> behind him in a way that you'd think only a cat burglar might be able to squeeze into it, but he pulls himself in and he gives you a look and he says, at least promise me you'll try to come back. We promise. You have my word. With that, the door squeaks closed with a click. Uh, dealing with the things we need to deal with. Anton, I sustained a couple of minor wounds in that previous altercation. Uh, before we dive into another fight, uh, do you think the Illuminator would be willing to soothe these aches and pains? I'd be surprised if you would not. <laughs> not for this one, no. For <laughs> that nerd? Wait, let me see if I can use the staff. So. What we got? Oh, God, I could fuck up and lose the staff. Okay, but I'll still use it. Um, You're saying a lot of things very mumbly, and I have no idea, but I heard the no, word fuck in there. I'm reading, I'm reading the rules on the staff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what a time to do that. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to see which one I want to use. Uh, I'm learning my abilities. Yeah, right. Hold on, I'm leveling up. <laughs> I haven't leveled up in like five games. Well, that'd be that'd be kind of funny if we leveled up every five games. Know what I'm saying? How do I use this? Which use my lesser restoration spell? I know. I'm pretty sure that, that the staff has a number of charges. It has charges, but I'm like, how do I, like, do I have, then have to go to, like, my spell list and, like, cast the actual spell to see the Oh, yeah, just do it that way and then mark off charges on your staff. 
it, it yeah, it just took me a technicality of like, this is what I do. Uh, one second. Where's my yeah, just don't mark off spell slots when you do it. Or I mean, right. or do if you're feeling spicy. <laughs> extra difficulty. Yeah. Um, really kind of takes away the purpose of a staff in the first place, but you know, whatever. Um, okay, so while that's happening, was there anything you guys wanted to do? Click on Jarzak? Uh, not really. Just sort of stay focused. It just feels bad that a man stuffed himself in a cupboard. <laughs> staring at the cupboard. Yeah. And Norhill just you're just staring blankly at the cupboard. Yeah. You hear him sniffling in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> that's a t- that's a toughie. Oh. One second. Sorry. Okay. Is Jarzak doing anything at this point? Um can So Jarzak still hears the infernal? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, more specifically, the messages that you're hearing, it sounds like this thing just sort of detailing how it's going to punish this man who decides to hold it prisoner. Um, and then it goes on to detail all the different ways. Um, and can I tell where that's coming from to go check it out? Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, in the other chamber. Uh, at the bottom of the stairs, there's only the two double doors. But if mm-hmm. you'd like to, you could go through the metal doors. It doesn't sound like it's coming from that room specifically. It sounds like it's two rooms over. Hey, uh, guys, I think... I th- I think the the person speaking in Infernal is, uh, is being held here. You might be willing to just help us to, you know... Garzak? What, what? I know you... Someday, Jarzak, we're all going to sit down and talk about what makes a good person, that, like what makes someone you can trust. And we're going to we're going to help you figure that out. Like the, the guards here are bad. Yeah. And they're holding this person prisoner. Doesn't sound like any person to me, Jarzak. Yeah, the voice is mammoth in size. So if it were a person, it's a very large one. Clicka, uh, right. <clears throat> you wouldn't understand. You can't hear what he's saying. Just, is he having the, a tough uh, time of it, Jarzak? Yeah. <laughs> They're holding him and he he doesn't want to be here. You'd be using a big voice too. Little Jarzak. You know, I'm glad you're here to be the voice of neutrality. Honestly, you know... Where would we be without such arguments as if you were here held a prisoner, you'd use a big voice too. I feel much better, Anton. Thank you. Now, is it time for us to go interrupt whatever awful thing is going on here? How much did you get healed for? 23. Okay. Is anybody bloodied at this point? Or even close to bloodied? No, Klika's full health. Nice. Leave it to Cleeks. Okay, so with that, the party stand in the chamber. 
hearing the sniffling in the closet of their friend. Um, Do we want to? I don't know. Do we have any like potions or anything we can give him that might help him out? No, he's great. He's doing fine. I know he can't know use scrolls, so didn't know if we had anything. Now Kalika feels bad that she drank that invisibility potion. <laughs> it's so funny when you think about it, too. Yeah. But, you know, there wouldn't be a Gurendi if there wasn't a Kalika. Ah. <sighs> He just gives one last look at the comfort and heads out. <clears throat> well, okay. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Marches push. in with Kleeka. Right. I mean, do, okay. do we think he'd want a healing potion? It couldn't hurt, I guess. Could also give him magic beans. Give him one of the magic beans and just tell him if anything goes wrong, eat this. Don't, don't tell him that. Yeah. That's, a, that's an abuse of magical power. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> Do we know better? Anson's I mean, going to look up a potion of healing. Sorry? Okay. A healing potion. Okay. Well, very well. So. With that, okay. So who's going to open the doors? Klika and Norhill, I guess. Yeah. Alright. So Klika and Norhill push the doors open. Uh, before you is a chamber that seems older than the history of the humanity which has probably created it. Uh, the chamber itself is about 40 feet uh, on each side, uh, with each corner being adorned with a statue of a mage the ceiling vaults up to about 30 feet high in here um, and meets in the center for sort of a conical point. In the direct middle is a series of four statues back to back, making sort of compass points, each one of them holding out their hands. Um, the chamber itself has a level of solemnity that makes you all feel at ease, though the ominous reality of a chamber like this, having these kind of protective looking statues looking so solemn, it feels as if having, you know, NASCAR NASCAR your way down into here at full speed, you know, diarrhea in your way down here. It feels like you've intruded upon a place that's a relic of a different age. An age that maybe had, you know, more patience and more understanding, more respect for magics. And hearing the booming, raucous threats on the other side of the door... Um, there are two sets of doors here, one to the west and one to the south. Uh, but coming from the western door, it seems like this chamber may in its own respect be defiled by whatever is happening on the other side. Um, the booming is, again, like standing outside of a concert hall just on the other side of a pair of double doors. Even though they are metal, you can tell that whatever's on the other side is pissed off and mad about it. So I guess my question now for the party is what would you like to do? room have anything like religious to it or is it strictly like a magical if I want to get a better idea of like the figures yeah I mean I guess I would say that having traveled to the land of immortals you can tell that the general sense of like 
how they're posed and like what their faces look like and sort of the ideal, like idyllic sort of uh, view of their body and like, you know, the magics and weapons and gear that they're holding. These may actually be references to immortals, which ones it's kind of hard to tell. And especially because a chamber as old as this may have been created when different immortals were reigning supreme over the celestial bodies. So hard to tell, but there's definitely a sense that you may again be wandering in it's almost like a weird sense of like nostalgia having traveled to the land of immortals not too long ago yourselves you feel this weird sense like you've dripped into that dimension again do um i noticed any of like the same stylistic flares that we saw at threndial's like keep here because didn't he help make all this just wondering if he, he uh did if his, his tastes have changed. But yeah, this seems like this itself may have been with a, I don't want to say it, a different approach, a different mentality. It was a different time. Different you know? That checks out. Yeah, if anything, I... Unthrendil's domain seems to be a perversion of this styling, but yeah. He does seem kind of like a pervert. Norhill crosses the room towards the western door maybe he'll tread a little bit more lightly out of respect for the ancient immensity of this place I think it's just okay. mentally preparing for when Jarzak attempts to make a deal with whatever it is that's screaming over here don't worry it's not a it's not a female you have nothing to worry about nope it's females and very very evil deity or like creatures yeah, not always yeah, being, powerful creatures yeah, if, not if, always if, evil if, either. If, if, if it can be another voice in his head yeah more than likely deal with it collects them like fucking pokemon <laughs> hasn't gotten any so gym badges that. though so they don't listen to him <laughs> <laughs> So would that the uh, dynamic duo of Kalika and Norhill stand before the doorway uh, to enter the chamber to the west, uh, feeling the reverberations on the metal doors? Did you guys want to open it? Yeah, Kalika just looks over at Norhill and waits for him to either count down in Dwarvish or give the Dwarven hand signal. Uh, Norhill is going to make sure that the rest of the party is prepared for us to open the door. Uh, if everybody if everybody is standing where they appear to be standing on the map. Wait, what is the Dorbin hand signal? I'm curious. Is it just like a wave or is it something fancy? It's, Again, sort, it's, it's like the, it's sort of like this, you know, uh, waving a hand to mime the opening of a door. Oh. Fascinating. Anthony's gonna be staring at a statue. It's pretty <laughs> Well, okay, and so with that, uh, Klika and Norhill push the doors open, and before you is sort of a pretty massive-sized chamber. Again, the sense of age within this place is un undoubtable. Um, the walls themselves are basically carved from the ground, but the width of this room is nearly 110 feet uh, and it's about 80 or so feet deep. This place is pretty massive. But the main points to be made here is that the ceiling vaults up to nearly 50 feet, 
and runic markings arc all over the place in geometric patterns that are almost impossible for any of you to conceptualize any sort of seeming pattern to it. And yet, when you stare off into the nothingness within, you seem to see patterns form almost like into different dimensions beyond. But the booming sound is sort of given form in the center of the room atop a large series of circular dais, uh, sort of arcing up to about 10 feet tall at the tallest, with each sort of stair of dais raising up about a foot and a half or so. In the center is something that looks like a cross-bearing between a massive grizzly bear, an orangutan, and something of a wild boar. Uh, it has tiny beady eyes, massive horns, teeth that fall nearly completely out of its head, arms that reach out nearly ten feet in length on either side, with stubby pig-like little cloven feet. Its flesh that resembles humanity seems to drip and hang over a bulbous, rotten, engorged chest and stomach as it sort of dribbles, drool, and slavers all over the place, screeching and howling in the infernal language that it does. Its tiny black wings behind it beat and sort of attempt to lift the mass of this massive creature off the ground, but unfortunately it seems like they can't. Perhaps this is a ruse, but it definitely doesn't seem to be a proportionate beast. Uh, to the party's left, you can see what appears to be a human man of about maybe 55 to 60 years old. He seems to be uh, wearing the, the general armor that you would anticipate from the Tome Guard, but it seems to be something of an enhanced plate mail of sorts, though the white clothing that he wears, the cloak and robes, are definitely uh, seeming of a the Tome Guard. Uh, he stands upon a, another series of sigils on the floor, the entire floor also kind of covered in these. And to the party's right is what appears to be a hunched over elderly man uh, who seems to be held as well within one of these uh, small chambers. Um, but he himself seems to be chained to the floor uh, by both of his wrists. Uh, he does not seem to be doing well and seems to be laying down, not necessarily out of being tired, more so out of lacking the physical capabilities of standing up. The older man who stands here wearing the shining armor is pointing a glowing morning star in the direction of this demonic being standing across from you. Um, and as you push open the doors and walk in, the man holding the morning star seems to turn his head even the slightest bit but never breaking eye contact with the demon in the center. But the demon itself bellows in the common tongue to the two who stand in the doorway and says, And the uh, old man doesn't seem to do much in the ways of uh, recognizing you guys are even there. So what would you like to do? Yeah, you want to just like close the door? <laughs> Check out right, the other room. Yeah, check out the other room. <laughs> I think it's just gonna look at the tome guard and the white. What? What are you doing down here? And without skipping a beat, he says, "Who are you? What are you doing here? Please close the doors." <laughs> um, it looks like we have to wait in line, Klika. There's a. <laughs> do we, we want to move everyone in and close the doors like he says? Yes. 
Ok. So the party enter and close the door, or are you guys closing the door and staying on the other side? <laughs> no, we enter and close the door. Oh, good. But with that, he seems to tremble a little bit more under the uh, the strain of the situation, and only at this point do you realize as he's holding up this blade at, I mean, sorry, not the blade, the Morning Star up at the, uh, the beast in the center, that you can tell he's exerting quite a level of concentration on this little interaction here. As you guys enter and close the door behind you, he shouts in your direction, again without looking, and he says, What are you, fools? You do not understand. You must leave here. I know who you are, and I know that you've come a long way. I don't know how you got down to this place, but you must. Frey, you must turn back and leave. But what are you doing? Why is there... And with that why is whatever that is here? The old man on the floor sort of shakes one of his chains lightly and seems to reach in your direction, crawling pathetically towards the party. But unfortunately, he can move only about three or so feet before the chains go taut and hold him in his place. Anson's gonna go help him. And with that, he has to care the... for the elderly. The Tome Guard, who apparently would likely be known to be Master Tethrid, sort of stops and holds his hand up in your direction and he says, I'm begging you, do not disrupt this. If I had even the wherewithal to stop what is going on this moment, I would. But I must assure you, if I lose my concentration now, all could be lost. Please, understand the foolishness you are exhibiting. You have no idea what you're doing. And with that, the booming, screaming demon up on the top sort of leans into the edge of the dais and puts hands upon what appears to be something of an invisible portal wall here and just sort of pathetically whines in your direction and says, He has tortured me for centuries. For centuries I have served their cause. Please, you must free me. Ants is not going to trust the demon, but I, but I am curious of a clerical level. Can I? I set like, him free. Assist concentration. Like, can mm -hmm. I assist him? Can I assist like um, Lord Telford, nah. so he can kind of give us more information if he gets like an energy back? Like, is that a thing? No, well, he's got his spell going. You're the ones who came in here, and you're asking about. And you're like, why? Why? Well, I mean, like, he's like, I, for fuck's sake. Concentration. Like, can I give him an assistance so then he can kind of spare some energy to explain the situation without being at risk. No, that I like hate to say you? this, but walking in at this point and trying to, like, steamroll your way down into this basement, I don't think that you've done anything but hurt his concentration, and now that you've walked in, shut the door behind you, and you're walking around like, what you doing? Well, <laughs> he's like... <laughs> don't do weird shit! Yeah, you never know when this party might show up and ruin your concentration. You know? Well, if you know so much about our road, then you know we can't turn around now. And if nothing else, we know a desperate last stand when we see one. What can we do to help? And he says, I have worked so long to get as much as I can out of this, this beast. But he... And he just kind of strains and wavers, clutches his uh, morning star with both hands and aims it again in that direction. Which, mind you, shines brilliantly and seems to be coated in like an entire layer of gold. Um, 
but he says, this beast knows secrets of magics to protect us. To protect us all. Klinka doesn't really know if this is really something anyone should be doing, even if it could help. And with that, the demon turns back over in the direction of Master Tethrid and leans in again and says in the infernal tongue, so I suppose only Jarzak can understand, but in a sound that sounds like whispering cries of pain, it calls down to Tethrid. And I guess, again, Jarzak's probably the only one who can hear it and says, I have seen these ones before. They are horrors of this realm who would plague you even if I gave you the magic I've promised. Kill them. Free me, and I will reward you. And for a moment, Jarzak uh, can see the old man turning sort of to the side, Tethrid looking back at the party, and sort of looking back very quickly. Uh, Jarzak's gonna ask an Infernal? Uh, who, who are you? Well, with that... The beast looks extra slowly in your direction, almost like <laughs> horrifically as it does. And it just leans in and it says, I am the thing of nightmares. I am the thing that causes flesh to rot. I am that which knows your fate and dares to taint it with pain unmeasurable. I am Igaid. Which you guys recognize as the vo the name of uh, Baril's little friend there. Mm. Well, at least Jarzak does. Hey, guys, we should probably help this guy. When you say this guy, uh, I know we haven't really identified the gender of Ige Eel, but when you say this guy, are you implying the old man in chains? The old oh, man oh. protecting the portal? Or the demon who happens to be begging to be let out and show you pain immeasurable. <laughs> I want to help the old man. The old <laughs> guy in chains. Okay, I'm glad that's the one we picked. Um, <laughs> and so, if the party do go to walk over to the old man in chains upon the floor, uh, our friend Tethrid yells out again and he says, Please, do not interrupt! That one knows much in the way of true naming this demon. And as soon as this demon breaks and its will is lost, I will have the power I need to protect all of us. That one there can help me, but he chooses not to. And with that, the old decrepit man on the floor looks up pathetically at the party. Does Vesturch say anything? Um, I guess if it's Anton who goes over to him first, uh, he. I want to check for like if he's like like does he look like he's injured? Like Anton's gonna be worried. He's like, are you all right? He looks like he's been starved within the with it almost to the point of death. He looks like he's dehydrated, and it looks like he uh, shows the symptoms of not having slept for days. And I cure wounds him. So loud. Can you what? Can I want to cure wounds? Is it allowed? I mean, I don't think cure wounds is really what's going to help him right in here. Yeah, um, so are, is so Anton's within touch then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Vasurch will weakly put his uh hand on 
I guess Anton's knee, if he's kneeling down, or his hand, look up, see the symbol of the Illuminator, smile. It's good to see, even down in these dark depths, the Illuminator's guiding light. Please, some water for... Please. I'm gonna do a quick insight just to make sure you're not getting fucked with. Well, you would never <laughs> fuck with me. I don't know. Wait, what are you even rolling insight for? Make sure I know I'm not getting fucked with. Yeah, but what does that even mean? Like, is he like bullshitting me? Like, did he need water? Maybe that's not the right thing. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not like about to get stabbed. Okay. We're fine. <laughs> The good thing they didn't take my lance. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, all right. What did you did, get on insight? Did you give him some water? Well, I gotta give him water, but I, I, I got enough PT. I just want to make sure he's not, like, gonna, like, pull a fast one on me or some shit. Nope. Research oh. would just like some water. I'll give him some water, yeah. guys. I mean, I will say that with an 18, looking at Vesturch, you definitely see a very broken man. You see a man who's probably on the verge of madness. You can see that, like, even as he looks upon you, he seems to be seeing three of you and beyond. Um, and judging by the wounds on his wrists and ankles and everything, he's probably been down here for a long time. But as you go to give him this water... The demon within the chamber bellows again at Tethrid and says, Tethrid, you are growing weak and feeble. I can sense it. They are freeing him. Soon he will help me, and we will own all of this land. And as he does so, Tethrid wavers a little bit. Oh, shit, Tethryn's a beast. And he just turns again to Anton, and he says, He is a vile and evil man. Even if he die, it will do the world better to see him die. He practices evil magics. He's a prisoner. Please, believe me. This is not the way to be protecting yourself. How can you use evil to protect yourself like this? What? He's using evil forces to protect himself. He's using evil forces to gain power to protect himself. He's, he's, he's clearly conversing with a demon, and he's saying this old guy is not a cool person. Well, what the hell is he doing? I'm with Klika on here. What, the, what? Like, I understand there's definitely a war looming in terms of what war. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just simply the Herald of Steel coming over or something else. But um, I'm kind of like, is this the means that is this like the really dense the means for whatever war is coming you say any of this aloud or yeah in a more eloquent way of course um <laughs> basically questioning why he's using evil means to save himself in a war that is coming which we don't really know the context of this war only as Anton's guessing this has something to do with the Carol's deal but I could be wrong so that he says, if I were to exhibit any control over this demon, I would have forces of the abyss under my control. Me, the Tome Guard, the legions of, we, we could control them. 
and we what? could fight back against the 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 herald of steel don't you understand the end is coming the only way we can survive is to adapt and what? if adaption means blurring the lines between good and evil so be it but i've never been afraid of survival i've only feared death what and was... with that he oh, looks back for a second after looking at Anton <sighs> and yelling and turns back and the entire party can see that Ige Eel's hand has slid harmlessly through whatever boundary may have been there originally. As if like, you know, the sliding window just rolled down and he falls forward a couple of inches. And for one dull minute of perfect silence, Master Tethred looks up at this demon looking back at him very slowly, and he says, Dear gods, forgive me. And he looks back over at Anton, and he says, You fools could not have just left me! And with that, the room itself... This is so awful. You feel the heat in the room all of a sudden crank just a couple dozen degrees as this demon all of a sudden stretches its little dainty wings and flicks its big orangutan arms open and its clawed hands swing open wide and fire begins to erupt from its palms. Uh, it's time to roll for initiative. Uh, may, may the illuminator, illuminator have mercy on your souls. You made this encounter. Sorry, y'all. Hey, you know, <laughs> you guys all marched and you're like, stop. Stop that right now. I mean... And he's like... He didn't look like he was going to make it. Let's be honest here, okay? Yeah, I, I mean, I was formulating it. I was formulating a speech. Maybe I could have helped him, but... No, Anton had a question. And then I rolled for concentration and got a two. <laughs> I got twelve. Okay. Uh, I also got a 12. Oh, boy. Oh, that's three of us that have a 12, so that's another reroll. Uh, let's see. Okay, I got we a got 1 a, on the 12s. I got a 13 to roll off against Anton. Uh, one second. It didn't click. I got a 11. Okay, so Norhill is high 12. At least this will help with the confusion we usually get when you two are in different places on the order. At least you guys will be back to back. So when I'm mistaken, Anton for Anthony and Norhill's just a name, you know. Well, we'll each get a turn every other round. Yeah. You know, you don't need many turns during this fight. I promise it's not that bad. It's just... Either we're all going to die on round one, or we're going to kill the demon on round one. Something like that. All right, what about Klika and Jarzak? What do we got? A 15 and a 14. Nice. nice. Okay. Interesting how that worked out. Okay. I had to write extra small on this little list here just because I kind of assumed somebody was going to get above a 16, but unfortunately, uh, 16 is the highest value. And that goes to Master Tethrid. So as combat begins in this horrifying chamber, which is now warming up, you can tell that the runes on the walls are being obscured by what appear to be like muddy orifices appearing on the walls, as this demon has already begun its influence in this chamber. As this happens... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, good. All right. Well, let's just get this party started right off the bat, shall we? 
Um, so, all right, I'm going to need everybody to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't worry, I know everybody's really good at that. Hell yeah, nine. <laughs> oh, no. 22? Nice. Twelve. This is not coming up. Seventeen. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that means it's just Norhill and Klika. Um, the orifices on the wall appear to have giant tentacles and fangs and mouths, reaching claws and biting teeth uh, from all sides and all angles, even underneath your feet and with bits of barb kind of flinging from the walls and reaching and grasping for you guys. Um, yeah, uh, okay, good. Uh, so from the get-go, you guys take 1d6 points of psychic damage. So let's get that cracking. I'm sure this ain't gonna be that bad. Two points each. Congrats. So it's only Klika and Norhill, or is it everyone? Uh, no, just Norhill and Klika. Uh, Anton and Jarzak see uh, Klika and Norhill start swatting away things reaching for them. Uh, but you guys, seeing just the orifices on the wall and all the weird things just kind of dripping, uh, they seem to be swatting at things that don't appear to be necessarily there. Um, but yeah, so with <laughs> that... Experience when we first Tethrid... went to the icon of um, despair... What? Is it kind of like when we were in the tent? We had that fucked up time in the tent. We thought that all the dead bodies were there. Kind of like that. Kind of. A little bit. Okay. Um, but with that, uh, the uh, Master Raven's Helm, Tethred Raven's Helm, uh, casts a spell upon himself, and you can see his armor shine brightly for just a moment. Um, and he rushes straight for the party. And he stands before them in the direction of the demon and attempts to dodge. Okay. So he stands pretty much in the center of the room. Um, okay. And that's it for his turn. Uh, so now it goes to Jarzak. Um, Jarzak, you, uh, standing from the demon, are about 45, 50 feet away from this thing. So what would you like to do? Um, I'd like to open the door. Are you mm. really going to open the door? Are you really? Uh, it's better than it being trapped in here with us. Hmm. I suppose so. Okay, I mean, so you fling the door open with a free action. Does it look like you can fit through the door? Yeah. Okay. Now the the chamber's humongous, and for what it's worth, even though he's very large, I mean he's not you know mammoth in size or anything. He's just very loud, very chunky. So what would um, you like to do? I guess I'll ask the team. Are are, are we fighting this? Of course we are. Okay. Yeah, Jarzak just doesn't seem like something we should kind of let go. Okay. <laughs> you know, Jarzak's kind of getting a little bipartisan <laughs> on this one. 
Also, um, can you close the door? You're letting all the hot air out. Yeah, yes, I won't open it. Uh, <laughs> and I'll move five, ten. I'll move right there, and I'm gonna take an attack. Or two. Try to rush up the podium. Um, and are you using your bonus action to do the rest of the movement? Because up the steps of the dais, each one of them, it's like you know going up a staircase. So it will be double movement walking up it. Okay, so then. I'll use my fancy teleport and end up on the other side instead. All right. Works for me. Okay. And yeah, I'll attack. Okay. So standing on the other side of this gargantuan beastie, uh, it reeks. <laughs> I'll just say that much. Ugh. Which to Jarzak smells good. Yeah. <laughs> Does oh, it? That's an unfortunate thing. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jarzak's gonna use Domero's luck. Oh boy, just what we oh, needed. Good. You know, this combat couldn't get any yes. more swingy, so you know. <laughs> and then um, Jerry plants slash eats the bean. <laughs> if, I I mean I rolled the nineteen. If I had my bonus action, I would like I because I use that for the teleport instead. I would have hexblade cursed it, and that would have been a crit. But <laughs> no, uh, so in thirty a different worlds. Yeah, thirty to hit. Yeah, a thirty to hit's good. Only nine damage. Only a nine. Tw- a twenty to hit. Okay, twenty's good. Uh, twelve damage. Okay. So after hitting it a couple times with some pretty good swings on its spongy, rippling, fat flesh, um, the thing sort of uh, turns to you with a glare. Uh, Can you roll me a dexterity saving throw? Is that the end of your turn, by the way? Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay. I feel like with you, I always gotta ask, because then I'll start and I'll start describing things, and you're like, but then I use teleport and I get out of there. A uh, 16. A 16? Yeah. Okay. So for a moment, as you hit it two times pretty well in the back, oh no, you feel the earth give way beneath your feet, and you feel the heat of the room intensify as you fall deep into an abyssal cavern of burning hot stones. And as you scratch... And, and sort of uh, fall and tumble through this abyssal track. Um, <laughs> you pop out on the other side, realizing you never left your skin, but your spirit sort of uh, took the beating. Uh, you take a total of 16 points of fire damage, as it seems almost in response to you hitting it, it sends your soul on a journey to the abyss and back. Great. Oh, fun. So, uh, there's that. But, next up is Klika. Mmm. Okay. What would you like to do? You said every one of those rings counts as ten instead of five? Like... Because they're very steep-like stairs. Go ahead and cast Shadow Blade. Uh, 
as a bonus action. And I suppose take the dodge action. Okay. Um, I will say you're allowed to make another wisdom save as you go rushing up the stairs to catch up to get uh, in there with Jarzak for flanking. Um, you get tripped on one of the stairs as a mouth seems to form from the stone and try to bite your kneecap. Mm. Um, you take three points of psychic damage. Nice. Uh, I got a three. Okay. So the reality of this room becoming a giant funhouse of open mouths and terror is doubled down upon. Um, okay. Is that it for your turn? Yes. Okay. Um, so now it goes to Norhill. Okay. Uh, Norhill is going to square his shoulders. He is going to proclaim, For glory, I march! And go charging across the room towards the demon. Okay. Uh, ending up in flanking with Jarzak, yes? Yes. I like how somehow you were faster than Klika, but then I think about it, and Klika's the same size as you, so, you know. But just yeah. something um, about yeah, I mean, with, with, with the boots, it gives Norhill 50 feet, so... Oh, of course. Pretty, That's why I think it's funny. Pretty fast for what it's worth. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so, uh, yeah, Norhill's going to wind up just across from Jarzak, and he's going to go ahead and make his attack rolls. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. That's good. And this first one is going to be a goading attack. Uh, so the demon should make a DC 16 um Wisdom save. Okay. I missed by one. Wow. Look at that. Alright, so let's see. That's going to be 13 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Uh, and Norhill is uh, going to say, face me, beast of the abyss, as he's going to take disadvantage to hit anybody other than Norhill. All right, and so Norhill is going to take his second attack. Roger. Uh, 24 to hit. Uh, for another 11 points of uh, magical piercing and lightning damage. Okay. Um, how's it looking so far? Um, For what it's worth, being a demon, you can tell that a lot of the lightning of your strikes is sort of crackling off of it and almost being repelled by its spongy flesh. Um, so it seems like it's not taking as much of a walloping as you're used to delivering with this hammer. All right. Uh, so uh, Norhill's going to action surge for two more attacks. Okay. All right. Let's see. So that's a 22 to hit. And a 26 to hit. Uh, that's going to be another 28 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. So again, you can tell that even walloping this thing with all of these hits, it doesn't seem to do much to the spongy flesh of this beast. And it kind of stares down at you as you hit at it, um, seeming to take each blow with uh, a level of acceptance. Um, it smiles a very ugly grin at you. Uh, is there anything else you're going to do during this turn? Uh, no, that is a uh, a move action, um, a standard action, and an action surge. I think that's Excellent. everything I can possibly do in a round. 
You got any reactions you want to throw at anybody? I, I, um, maybe on not my turn. Very well. So now I'm going to need... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, I'm going to need a constitution saving throw from Anton and the old man. Yeah, okay. Uh, I rolled the constitution saving throw for lay old man. It's a disadvantage because we're very decrepit. And when I tell you that I got a 19 oh, and no! a 20 on that. That's for search for you, baby. He don't quit. Uh-oh. Yeah, in there like, oh, fuck. Jinkies. Um, what did you get, I, te I, I technically fumbled, but it, yeah, so a three. <laughs> so as you try, oh, Jesus Christ. So as you oh my god! So as you attempt uh, to help this old man on the floor, and you watch as your friends start to storm the dais to attack that beast, you look back for a moment and see the beast's locked eyes with you for just a moment as its wings begin to flap. Um, you feel your skin begin to like strain and pull tight to your bones, and as it uh, as you do so. Um, you can feel bugs crawling under your skin and feeling your lifeblood draining from you as you take 17 points of damage, necrotic damage. And you guys can tell that as it... What? 17 or 70? 17. Okay. Yeah, no, 70. You just died. It's okay. Well, that's I, just... I was like, worried. I didn't know if I died. I had stuck a Stuck a straw in you like a Capri Sun and I just... I I didn't know if it was going to be like that scene from fucking, uh, what's that movie with the big bug that sh drinks with their brain? What's that? Uh, Starship Troopers? Yeah. <laughs> like that. I, I just assumed you got Raider to the Lost Ark and you're, you're oh, just, your Nazi face is of. melting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, but, uh, um, and as it does so, you can tell that Ige Eel seems to have relished in your pain and watching your life force drain away and holds up his hand. And you can see one of the wounds that Nora Hill got on it from smacking its knuckles around uh, heals completely. And it begins to bellow with a very raucous and very rude laughter in your faces. Uh, Anton, it is your turn. Okay, one that's rude to old people. We already don't have enough life in us. Like, you're just taking more? That's selfish. Two, Anson was actually pretty caught off guard that I feel like he doesn't always acknowledge when people acknowledge him for being a follower of Illuminator, but when Research was like, even down here in the darkness, the Illuminator's here, he's like, oh shit. So Anton's gonna try to pull a divine intervention. He's gonna see if he could use the Illuminator to banish this guy back to the abyss. So... When I get on a percentile die. If this goes off because of something research says, I'm switching characters. He's too good. One second, I gotta get this. Uh, don't I, I? One second, I gotta get. I gotta make sure I have this right because I don't want to fuck this up. I just can't. Yeah, you know. Book. I feel like if the divine intervention shit works, I'm going to quit running this game. Come on, that's not fair. One second. <laughs> Why can't I find where it is in the book? Um. Okay. Let me. Let me. One second. Let me. So it's you know, yeah. So it's a D one hundred roll, and if you get a ten or under, it works. Okay. Yep. Um. Nope. Nope. Not a ten. I tried. Beg for banishment. 
Do you do so out loud? I feel like you have to. Yeah, I feel like you'd be like, Illuminator, if you're here with me now, help me banish this one back to his home in the Abyss. Not fair to the Illuminator. He's busy with other shit to do. So what if you're fighting demons, you know? Listen, just because you're the Pope. <laughs> Somebody's praying for the to win the lottery right now, and Illuminator's really helping them write those numbers down. Yeah, it's okay. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to see if I have any... Because that was an action. I want to see if I have a bonus action I could use as like an ice spell, but I don't think I do. I mean, I will I will tell you, because of your knowledge of demonology, this thing's also very uh, capable of defending itself from fire, ice, electricity, um, non-magical attacks, and it's completely and utterly immune to poison. Like, these things are built to last. So. Mm -hmm. see if I have that doesn't block radiant damage. Mm, can I do... Channel Divinity, would that be a thing I could do? Is that another question? No, oh, it's no action. Um, well, it depends on what you want to use Channel Divinity. I mean, I could do for. Radiance of the Dawn. Try that. Well, actually, no, that is action, so I can't do two actions. Fuck. Um, you can always move. Action economy. Yeah, this is the stuff I'm not good at, guys, because I don't make it clear here. Uh, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Can I do a shield of faith or no? And then just a shield bonus faith action. Is a bonus action. It's a bonus yeah. action. You didn't yeah. cast a spell, so you're good. Okay, just making sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna use shield of faith on myself. On me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so sorry that the cleric would do anything but think of themselves. How could I be so foolish? I'm not so anyway. I'm dead, and that's a pretty common trend for me at the beginning of these battles. I gotta give myself a chance. Okay? You do tend to piss off whatever we're fighting. Yeah! <laughs> you know, that does happen. I gotta um, be realistic with myself. So, at this point, the... Uh, massive fiend uh, seems to erupt in a cloud of flames and disappears from all view. As the party begin to look around feverishly for whatever may have happened to this beast, it appears again directly behind Norhill, away from everybody else, down at the bottom of the dais, uh, sort of in between Tethrid, the old man in chains, Anton, Norhill, and Klika. Uh, but stands beside Norhill um, and begins a very brutal uh, series of assaults on him while still being about 10 feet off the ground, mid-air, with his tiny little wings somehow supporting all of its body mass. Uh, so to begin with, I am going to need uh, a wisdom saving throw again. Um, this time I'm going to need it from Klika and Norhill. Hey. Oh, so I guess it's just you guys again, you know. Hey, what's up? Uh, Norhill got two. Got the oh. fucking goose egg zero on the on the roll. <laughs> uh, Norhill, can you roll me another uh, wisdom saving throw too to potentially end the effect from before? I forgot to do that. I won't. Sorry, we rolling another damage, wisdom save? But... 
You there are. was the one for what? He asked who yeah, was ruling him. Okay. Yep. Uh, that one was a crit. Okay. So you realize after swinging in on the demon, getting a few whacks on it, that all the things dangling from the walls are nothing more than illusions. So good thing you didn't take any damage from it on that turn. Um, okay. So anyway, as it stands beside you, or at least floats beside you, you see it grab from within its own chest as it sort of pulls out like a lump of flesh and holds it before you. It begins to sort of coagulate and like warble and begins to glow with scintillating patterns. And as both Norhill and Klika are drawn into this nightmarish visage, uh, both of you realize the ultimate terror that it is whatever the heck it just pulled out of its demonic bully, uh, belly button. And both of you are frightened for the next minute, unless you can make a second saving throw. Um, what do my earrings do? Don't I have earrings that... You do have advantage on it, so if you'd like to, you can re-roll. Ah. Okay, so that's what that wisdom save that we just made a second was for versus this fear effect? Yep. That was the two. That was the first one. Okay, uh, Norhill is going to use uh, Indomitable to re-roll that. Okay. And what did Klika get? I went from a zero to a nineteen. Hell Got yeah, a crit. So she's no longer afraid. Thanks to that uh, weird, creepy guy Norhill, all the way back in the barrel town. Uh, and and Norhill has increased his roll from 2 to 18. So both of you managed to stave off the nightmarish terrors, pulling upon both your indomitable characteristics and fancy earrings from that creepy guy at the barrel town. Um, so neither of you are terrified from this visage, and this creature looks absolutely pissed off that that didn't work. Uh, seeing for a moment the fear in your eyes... Instead, it sort of uh, furrows its brow, and two flames erupt in the chamber. Are you ready, guys? Are you ready? And a couple of gorilla-sized frog-looking monsters erupt from the flames, and without even being given any sort of semblance of an instruction or anything like that, they both just begin sprinting in the direction of enemies, uh, and yeah, so... Yeah, um, yep. So one of them's going to go trampling towards Jarzak, and another one's going to go flinging across the room towards Anton. Um, yeah, so Jarzak, what's your armor class? Uh, 19. Okay. Think you're so fancy with your 19? What, you got a shield out or something? It's only because I used Tomorrow's Luck. <laughs> um could you also do me a favor oh never mind no that's good whatever okay cool glad happy for you um i landed a crit however one of the attacks i got a 24 and the other one i got a crit um so one of these things goes absolutely barreling towards you and steamrolls into you dealing 12 17 points of piercing damage as it chomps on you and with its claw, it swings in and deals 13 points of slashing damage. So a total of 30 points of damage as it does so. And when this thing gets in your vicinity and starts smacking you around, you notice it reeks of a level of horrific, stinky death that you've never once smelled before in your life. 
But being Jarzak, you actually have no problem stomaching it because of your horrific disfigurement by the deceiver. So you actually don't mind. And this thing comes running up to you smell like a bed of roses. Um, what's uh, Anton's armor class? Right now it's an 18. Okay, so both of those are actually hits too. Goddamn. Okay. So Anton has that... a reaction that he could use. Mm-hmm. If he wants to, what are you to blind about? you can make blind them so they have disadvantage. Oh, you mean I could use um the warding flare? Good. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But are you gonna? Might as well. I'm gonna die anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a <laughs> that took a turn. Um, <laughs> so as you. Hold up your fancy lantern. You managed to uh, stave off one of the first swings. The thing guarding its eyes as it's blinded by this still reaches in and tries to slash at you with its other hand. Uh, it deals a total of uh, nine points of damage to you as it swacks you with its other claw. You just saved yourself about 15 points of damage on that one. Just saying. Got it. Thank you, Norhill. Even You're when he's not man. doing it, even when he's not doing the defending, he's still offering the pointers for it. Um, and with that, uh, this big giant Goliath creature uh, that's floating in front of Norhill now begins <laughs> swinging on him with its claws as it sort of mockingly yells in and says, You cannot stop me, and this realm is mine. Um, what's Norhill's armor class? 21. 21. Uh, it would seem that both claws are easily deflected, as Norhill is somehow able to defend himself from these merciless swings, uh, blocking both of them with gusto. Uh, so now that that's over with, we go back to the top of the round, where our friend the swordsman, Mr. Master Tethrid, uh, sees the one attacking on Anton and charges in behind it, uh, swinging in with... Uh, his morning star. Um, as he does so, he yells out a couple of magical words. Um, and with that, you can tell <laughs> that he casts a spell of booming blade. Um, aren't you glad, guys glad that you didn't make him mad? Very. It, if he's you know taking notes from Klika's bell. You know, he could also just be good at what he does. It doesn't have to be Klika's. Um, it turns out I just built Klika as this guy. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. Um, so he bats in on this thing and swings at it and deals quite a chunk of damage. Klika, uh, sorry, um, Anton can tell, uh, standing where he is, that the, uh, the weapon he's wielding in his hand seems to smite the demon um, in a way beyond what the strength of the weapon normally would do. Um, and he deals it quite a quite a walloping of damage. Not enough to really put it into its place, but enough to certainly wound it. Um, and swings in again, but unfortunately misses. Um, okay. So now, it goes to Jarzak. Who's currently face-to-face -face with a big spooky frog demon. Uh, Jarzak doesn't like that very much, so he's gonna move away from this guy. 
Very well. We're going to take an attack of opportunity. Uh, yeah. So the thing snarls and screeches as it swings in, and for on a 24, it's able to hit you with one of its claws, dealing a total of... Holy smokes. That is one point below maximum. Uh, 16 points. Sorry, 15 points. Okay. Uh, Jarzak's gonna line himself up for flanking with Norhill on the big guy. I'm gonna use my uh, Hexblade's curse on him. And now I'm gonna attack. Is this with Delmaro's luck? Um... I feel like that's what you want it to be. I feel like that is what I want it to be, but... Hey, man, uh, if the campaign ends because you all turn into a group of potted plants, that's what was supposed to happen. Hey, Plant the beans. Do them both right now. Oh, yeah, hey. we can. Might as well. Hey, Dan, I think I'm a couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> a sperm whale flies over the horizon. Um... Mm-hmm. So what is Jarzak doing? Yeah, he'll pull out his longsword. Okay. I mean, if you get a crit with this one, that's pretty good, too. Attack, yeah. A 10 to hit? 10 to hit? Yep. Uh, no, not, not exactly. And that's with advantage? Yep. <laughs> Should have stuck with Domro's luck. I don't know hey, if that if that really checks out, but yeah, I mean, sure. Don't don't let the wandering swordsman hear you say that. Uh, twenty-two to hit. <laughs> okay, twenty-two definitely hits. And that's gonna be uh, it's twenty-three damage. Okay. And what kind of damage type was that? Just the one, just the uh, slashing. Um. Yeah. Magical, obviously. Ma- yeah, it's a well, yeah, magical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So you just <laughs> sprint across the battlefield and start swinging on it, stabbing it, and ripping at its flesh. And again, the uh, demon turns to you and begins to mockingly laugh, but knows damn well it's focusing on Norhill for daring to taunt it. Um, okay. Was there another attack waiting? Uh, no, that'll be it. Okay, is that the end of your turn? Yep. All right, goes to Klika now. Okay, gonna take a step forward. Do I need to make a wisdom save for that other effect, or you, is that at the end of my turn? You do need to make a... a um, well, you take one point of damage, as apparently a big giant cat tongue licks the bottom of your foot, and since you're my walking bare feet, monkey feet... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, take one single point of psychic damage. Gives me the shivers. Yeah. Uh, but you can roll a wisdom save on that one just to see if you can get rid of that effect. That's a one. Not on the die. It's a two on the die. <laughs> Good. Alright. Click is gonna, I guess. Uh, will you... Booming blade. Make an attack here. Oh, okay. quicken spell. 
So I'm going to end up doing two attacks total. Okay. Uh, 20 to hit and an 18 to hit. Those are both good. Okay, so 19 points of Psychic and Thunder damage and 18 points of Psychic and Thunder damage. Okay. Very well. So uh, this beast at this point looks to be bloodied from getting thwacked by Klika in this way. Um, is that the end of your turn? You know what? I will Fury of the Small for 10 extra damage. 10 extra nondescript damage. 10 extra big damage, because it doesn't it's say. Not even, it's not even that it's like fucking force damage or something no. like that. Instead, it's just damage. Yep. Fuck you, man. All big right, damage. So with that... <laughs> This uh, beastie uh, demon reaches out over both Klika and over Norhill um, and begins to cackle with laughter. Can you roll me both a constitution saving throw? Both of us are. Damn, I am yes. just at the top of the bottom today. That's a 19 plus 524. Nice. 13? 13? Okay. So as he does so, Norhill begins to feel the follicles of his hair begin to get very itchy in his beard and feels his gums slink back over his teeth and get that very painful dehydrated feeling as he feels his life force draining from his body. Uh, Norhill begins to take... Holy shit, 17 necrotic damage. I did the same amount to fucking Anton, you know? And with that, you can see this beast... Egail begin to slurp back some of that life force and begins to cackle wildly, uh, enjoying every bit of the torture it's laying upon you guys. But, uh, Norhill, you're up. Okay, uh, so Norhill is going to tell the creature, Beast, so long as I draw breath, this realm shall never belong to you, uh, and start making his attacks. Okay. Did the goad wear off, by the way? Uh, it wears off at the end of my turn, but if I manage to get a hit on him, which I'm not sure, with a 16 to hit? 16 is not enough. Uh, I will be renewing it. Uh, 21 to hit. Okay, 21 is good. I uh, make that DC wisdom 16 wisdom save. Okay, I got a 22. All right, so, uh, yep, the goad wears off. Uh, that's going to be 19 points of magical piercing damage, um, unless you want me to roll the lightning as well. Uh, yeah, the lightning as well. It's just going to be uh, halved, whatever you get. A point of magical lightning damage. Nice. Okay, so you managed to swing in and wound it decently enough. It shrugs off the lightning damage. And it laughs at you mockingly, and it says, You have no power here, stunted one. And, uh, yeah. Is that it for your turn? Uh, yep. That's all I have. Okay. Now it goes to Anton, who stands in the vicinity of a very stinky frog monster. Uh, Anton, you're gonna need to roll me a constitution saving throw right off the top. What you got? <laughs> you know what yeah. we need to do? Oh. Yeah, 12. 12? 
see. That's not good. So for that, as you inhale the smell of this frog demon, as it seems to lurch over you and try to hold you to the ground and start slashing and biting you, uh, you are overwhelmed by the smell and can't seem to get a breath in and almost pass out from the pain of it. You are poisoned until uh, the end of your next turn. Or, sorry, start of your next turn. Um, well, seeing Use how much the staff. shit we're taking, I actually <laughs> first wanted to cast aid on the party. Not me, okay. but um, Norhill, Klika, and Jarzak, and sorry, this is so weird on the iPad, I have to keep flipping pages. Um, I'm going to cast aid, and basically that gives everyone an additional 20 hit points maximum for the next eight hours. Uh, is that because you like leveled the spell up? Yes. Excellent. Good use of it. Is there any sort of magical thing you do? It's I'm interesting. It's a tiny strip of white cloth. So I feel like after getting hit like that, he kind of just like he has a little bit, he's a little bit dizzy. He kind of slumps over and he's like looks at the lantern, he's like, not yet. And he looks toward the group and he shines it at them. Like, keep your resolve. And then he looks up at the ugly ugly, ugly, whatever the fuck it is. Um, And what actually can I do? I mean... Yeah, I mean, you could always move if you wanted to. Am I in contact, though? Am I just going to be inviting an attack at that point? You would. That's not worth it, then. <laughs> That's the only other action I could think of. Other than yeah. that, unless you had a uh, bonus action spell you could cast, but I don't believe you do. No. So, because of aid, everybody's hit point maximum and current hit points increased by 20 for right. eight hours. Um, can I at least get the Sunblade ready? Or does that take a spell? Like, if I want to... No, I'd, I'd definitely let you do that. I just want to see. This thing can do... Does this only do... This does do radiant damage. Perfect. I would want to I want to get the Sunblade ready. Yeah, it's a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> it's a soul blade. Um. Okay. Um. Alright, so if that's the end of your turn... Yeah. Our big chumbawamba buddy, the demon, loved Iron uh, uh, he's gonna go ahead and he's going to disappear from where you guys are standing and reappear on the other side of Klika. And he's going to, again, try swamping in with a bunch of attacks, but not before pulling out that super spooky belly button thing again and saying, you know your demise is near. And Klika, if you wouldn't mind, roll me another wisdom saving throw. Don't worry, he takes six thunder damage, though. Well, good. <laughs> He's like, ow, I stubbed my fucking toe. Um. Oh, boy. All right, 18. Poof. Excellent, excellent. So you're still not scared by it. And that was with advantage, I take it? Yeah. Excellent. So with that, uh, sort of a bit pissed off by the fact that you're not affected by this thing yet again, 
He's going to go ahead and swing in a couple more times with his claws and attempt to bite your little head off for big damage. Um, And your armor class is? 21. All right, first attack is a miss as he snaps in at you. You are too small and dodge deftly out of the way. He swings in with either of his two raking claws and got a crit on one of them. And the other one got a 25. Okay, well, I'll use shield and block the 25 at least. (laughs) At least you got that one. Okie dokie. So let's see. So as he lands one good claw on you as you manage to shield block the first one, he doubles down and swings in hard with the other one. And you take... Oh, that's pretty close to minimum damage, to be honest. Um, 6, 10, 14. You take a total of 19 points of slashing damage as he slashes at you with a claw. Nice. In Infernal... He hollers out and says, uh, which I guess Jarzak knows, he says, to the sun! And both of the stinking frog demons go flying up onto the uh, dais and start swinging in on Klika, Norhill, and on Jarzak. Uh, Anton and our friend Tethrid are able to get an attack of opportunity if they've got the reaction available, which Anton with the Sunblade is able to attack with that. Cool, let's go. Uh... Tethrid misses horribly what did he say to them to the center oh to the center okay is a 15 hit nope it was close damn plus you're poisoned so that was a disadvantage um but now these frog demons in a total and utter frenzy begin to attack some claws on the entire group up here at the top so first one bite one claw to jarzak What's your armor class? 19? Uh, yeah. Okay. So one of the claws comes in pretty fierce for you and lands with a 20. Uh, the bite misses, however. Uh, with that, you take eight points of slashing damage as it claws in on you. Uh, next, there will be two claws in on Norhill. One of those is a crit. The other one is a clear miss. So as one gets under your guard... Norhill is going to use boarding maneuver. Which, I mean... Aren't you immune to crits? Yes, I am immune to crits, so that's just a regular hit. Never mind, I don't need to do that. You know, I just thought about that. I was like, that's right, because you're adamantine armor and you're able to block it. So very pissed off frog demon only deals eight points of slashing to you. Um, uh, which should be five, uh, as uh, counting my damage reduction. For fuck's sake. Great. Well, <laughs> awesome. So one bite comes in on Klika. And one claw. The bite comes in at 22. And the claw comes in at a wimpy, wimpy nine. Uh, both miss. Really? 22 misses? I still have shield. Oh, you fucking turd. Okay, yeah. and so with that, the the giant pile of all the biting and slashing claws and bites and all that stuff, it is just a pile of mouths and claws upon that podium. Um, at this point, you guys see somebody oh, fly through the doors, and Gorendi stands there and says, as he stands there, he screams in terror, <laughs> looking in at what's going on in oh, here. Oh, man. Uh, in, in, 
he has one of the silver blades of the Tome Guard, and he looks around the room thinking what he might do or how he might help. And with that, Tethrid yells at him and he says, Good, one of my men, join me to the center for glory! <laughs> and Grundy has no idea what to do. And he starts to say under his breath, I have died. Well, okay. And he uh, immediately rushes over instead, over to Anton, and just stands beside him, seeing him poisoned. Tethrid rushes up behind one of the frog demons and begins slashing in at it with his, uh, or I guess swinging in on it with the Morning Star. Again, casting his magics as he does. Uh, lands one solid hit with another booming blade. And, wow, okay, fuck me. Okay, I rolled three D8s, and when I told you I got max damage across the board, uh, yeah. Okay, so with that, one of the frog demons looks absolutely, like, nearly killed. Um, and he just keeps swinging in on it and just yelling about sending the demon back to once it came. Uh, unfortunately, however, that is the end of its turn and so after Tethrid is done doing his business we go to Jarzak uh, okay um so technically Jar Jarzak is flanking the very wounded frog monster one of them okay I'll add it up a little better there it is so Jarzak will move to line that flanking up better and attack. Okay. So what did you get on the attack? If you're attacking. A 23. Excellent. That's 24 damage. Excellent. You manage to kill it. And so how do you kill it? Uh, Jarzak decides to finally rely on the swordsman a little more and pulls the long sword and just slashes at its legs, I guess. Okay. So as you do so, the thing spirals in a pseudo-circular motion and falls onto its shoulder with both of its ankles sliced. Uh, it lands on its side, and you manage to do one more chopping downward swing, one fluid motion beheading it, and it erupts into a pile of maggots and flies before disrupting into nothingness on the floor. Excellent. So now, we have one frog demon left, and one big old dangly gangly demon. Okay. And Jarsak's gonna move to the big guy. Okay. Big guy is floating off the ground decently enough, but you can still get him with reach. Okay. Are you going to swing on him with Domero's luck? Yeah, Jarzak's going to swap to Domero's luck. And, uh, 18 to hit? Don't do it. Don't do it. It's a hit. Uh, that's going to be... 14 damage. And I will bonus action to cause... Uh, I don't have bonus actions often, so I can't really do this, but I deal five psychic damage. You deal the, five psychic damage? Yep, yeah, to the target of my okay. hex as a bonus action. 
I don't know if he's going to survive that extra lump of damage there. He looks very wounded at this point. And from a very bloody and unpleasant visage, he holds up his hands again. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, right, because the bonus action yep. and then the attacks. Okay, it better be the end of your turn, because it sounded climactic. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, holding up his hands again, I'm going to need a constitution saving throw. Everybody now, one constitution saving throw from Jarzak, uh, Norhill, Klika, and... Our friend Tethrid, who decided to go to the center. Is this versus oh, poison? Is the answer also done yet? No. No? Okay. Well, no, it's not versus poison. Okay. What did you say, Ronnie? No, is Anton also doing the comp save? So, saving throws. Ooh, Tethrid manages to save. Uh, Norhill got a dirty 20. Damn, nice. Clicky got a 16. Ooh, not good enough. What about Jarzak? I think so. Jarzak got an 11. Oh, no. Um, Okay, so you guys can feel the necrotic energies coursing through you and draining your life force. You guys both take seven points of damage. Summon out of your life force. I was watching that the other day. I'm a cleric. Um... And with that, he gains a little bit of his life force back and looks around the room and he yells out. He says, I tire of this room and I tire of you. If I shall leave here, know this. I will not forget any of you. And when the steel one you speak of claims this realm, I will be back for your souls. They belong to me. <laughs> Clicka just just looks so over it at this point. Yeah, How many people know. have like made this claim? Like, damn, you beat me, but I'm immortal and coming back to get your ass. Don't think I forgot. We know. No. We know. Get in line. Yeah. At this point, you almost want to give up your soul just so you don't have to deal with a debt collector coming in a hundred years. You're like, All these fucking go ahead, bozos. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it goes to Klika now. Great. And Klika's like, yeah, you and what army? You fucking bozo. All right. Klika's going to twin spell. Uh... Uh, but I mean, Blake, can I get into flanking with Jarzak? Uh, yeah. The only problem is, uh, oh, never mind. Nope, no problem. Okay. So you managed to dart across the dais, Ooh. and you as well tried to reach in on that big guy floating in the air. All right, that's the first one's a crit. Okay. Or wowzers, forty nine damage. And you want to break apart that damage into pieces for me? Sure. Oop. No, I clicked the wrong button. It's gone now. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, it's going to be... Psychic and Thunder, or...? Yeah, Psychic and Thunder. I can give you amounts for each one, if it matters. No, no, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, Psychic and Thunder. And then I'll make another attack here. Oh my, I almost just got another crit. Uh, 25 to hit. That's good. Great. For 31 damage. God damn. Well, 
I'm glad that Fury the Small Thing doesn't happen more than once in a day. <laughs> Fuck. Not that that gives you any information. Fuck. But, uh... <laughs> I hope he moves so... and I roll good on the fucking thunder. <laughs> All so right. That, That's it for he... <laughs> Teleports away out of view. Go Damn. ahead. Ten damage exactly. A three and a seven. <laughs> From the other room, <laughs> you hear a bellowing, wailing pain of <laughs> as something explodes in agony, uh, guts and gore abound. Um, yeah, Darzak hears the sound of a thousand burning and crying animals as something in the other chamber dies, a very painful, infernal death. Uh, the strange frog demon in the room with you guys dissolves upon the floor uh, without its master there to uh, maintain it. Uh, so the room is pretty quiet for a moment, and everybody seems to look over at Tethrid and the man in chains, and Tethrid looks over at Garendi and says... Wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've lost everything. Everything I've worked for. All that I had is gone. We must punish them for what they've done. Shield Veil will fall. We will have nothing. You, go now. Let us slay these people. And he or, turns his blade Norhill onto Anton. Norhill is going to walk up to the guy and just sock him in the jaw, try to knock him down. Okay. Uh, by the way, it is your turn, Norhill, so... Okay, yeah. So Nor Norhill walks up to the guy and punches him in the jaw. <laughs> walk up to this fucker. Do you, and do you, want, him do you want an attack roll? Yes, I most certainly do. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but Tethrid is not to be fucked with. He is a very powerful man. Uh, let's see, that is going to be a 17 to hit. Oh, yeah, 17 to hit. He blocks it deftly with his shield, batting it away, and he says, Join me, brother, as he turns again to Grundy, and he says, They will surely take this place if we do not defeat them. We... And no, no, Norho kind of uh, shakes his hand a little bit and says, I hope for that to be a little bit more impressive. However, you, sir, need to stop talking crazy. Oh boy. He's not lost. Is that it for your We all still, you we all still draw breath, and we have won the day. And with that, he says, Until what? We are entombed in steel from that, that beast that stalks Amaroth? It is only a matter of time before his militant gaze falls upon us. You fool. You think we are safe here? That beast was our only chance. We are merely mortals against those who would hold power above us. We have nothing, and you have proven this as you sent that beast to its death. We are all doomed, but I shall have my glory and my revenge. No, you are wrong. There is another chance, and we have come here to take it. Does not seem to be listening to your words, but you can go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. Fifteen. A fifteen? 
Yeah, he definitely seems to have gone full nanners at the sight and loss of the demon. Uh, the Sturch from the corner seems to lean in and yell that the man's mind has basically turned to mush and says he is lost. He has heard too many of the demon's secrets. Which kind of begs the question, if Vesturch was hearing all the same shit, is he also Manners? And he's like, I'm also crazy. <laughs> um, but if that's Norhill's turn, um, then it's going to go to Anton instead, if that's it for you. Yeah, if yeah, he's not hearing Norhill, and Norhill's going to take a minute to sort of recollect himself, think about his next step. Anson's right, well, going to try to pull an intimidate with the next because he's going to get to his feet. He's going to look at his blade, point it straight at Tethro, and he says, if you really want to save Shieldvale and the rest from the Heralds of Steel, we do have an opportunity. It is the greatest sacrifice, but it will ensure the end of the Herald and the safety of those you care for. If you are willing. You bet. He turns back to you again with his morning star at the ready and he says, you speak of madness. You have no power such as that. If you'd like, you can your intimidate. Yeah, I think I'll do that. First. Not my forte, but we'll try it. I got a 15. Okay. So again, it doesn't seem to do much to deflect him or stop him in his efforts. Was there anything you wanted to do in your turn? As he very clearly seems like he's about to start bonking on you guys. I only hope what happens next can free you from your terror. I think Ant is just going to try to like take him down. He's like, he doesn't see any point in saving this guy. I can't really do non-lethal with a blazer, so well, lethal it is. <laughs> I guess that's how that works. You can't non-lethal with the saber. Hmm. Uh, you can hit him with the butt of it. The perfect weapon for a civilized age. Oh, a weapon that you can only kill people with. Well, I only got a... Fuck. It's not loading right. I only got a 10, so I don't think that hit. Okay. It doesn't. Um, that's all. And so... Okay. Um, is that the end of your turn? Yeah. Okay. So that Garendi stands there and he kind of gets a look around the room, sees you guys swinging on him, and he runs in and tries to stab at him as well. Garendi rushes up and misses, swinging at him, and uh, Tethrid yells back and he says, You would dare try to strike me, a superior? Gary, why? <laughs> don't call him Jerry. It's goddamn Garendi. But anyway, no, he so reminds anyway, Jerry... me of fucking Jerry from Rick and Morty so bad. Well, as soon as he climbed in that cupboard, I was like, "Oh no, I know who that is." Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, with that, um, Master Tethrid holds his uh, his Morning Star up into the air, and everybody in the room, for a moment, as he begins to chant under his breath. You guys all feel a pain within your skulls. Uh, I guess, except for Klinka. Klinka is far enough away that it's not really that bad. Um, 
I need an intelligence saving throw from everybody. Can, can I cast Counterspell? Is this a spell? It is. What level are you allowed to Counterspell up to? Uh, fifth? Oh, okay. no, so basically, Warlock. Uh, yeah, I have to yeah. cast it at fifth, so... <laughs> okay. So does that mean it can counter so, up to fifth uh, level? Is that so what a fifth level or lower spell automatically doesn't go off. A uh, sixth level or higher spell needs to be rolled for. Okay, because we cast it at the fifth level. Okay. So as, as he goes to do that and he starts chanting and he says, you will be punished and you will die. I will protect this place. Everybody feels a mild headache coming on before the spell is countered. So what does that look like? Jarzak's just like, I've heard enough out of you. And just reaches his hand out and like left over from his good old deceiver days, just like darkness oozes from his fingers towards That's him. Kind of creepy. <laughs> With that he uh, looks back yeah, over yeah. Gorendi. No Norhill was going to say, I warn you, if you strike that man, you will surely be lost forever. And he says, we are all lost. And with that, he swings violently in on Norhill with his uh, morning star with a very brutal uh, series of blows. Um, unfortunately, he misses on each and every single fucking one of them. So I guess that doesn't matter. Norhill Got definitely him. blocks each and every single one of them. So, excellent. Now it goes to Jarzak. Okay. Um... Would I be able to get flanking on him? You will, yeah. So Jarzak scoots up to get in flanking. Okay. And Jarzak's gonna... Uh, I guess continue using Dolmara's luck. Okay. You can... Did you... Hexblade and everything too, because you could move that, right? Or is that no? Oh, that's re- that's regular hex. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, the hexblade curse. It's like once per short rest, and then it's gone forever. It's like yeah. Uh, thirty to hit. Yeah, thirty's good. Uh, twelve damage. Okay, so twelve damage is a pretty decent hit on him. So you clonk him upside the head. And he lets out a, a yelp in pain as you hit him. 20 to hit? Uh, 20 does not hit as he casts a spell and a blinding light of shielding surrounds him for just a second. I counterspell that. You already used your reaction. It's my turn. Oh, now. it is your turn. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay. You can There's your two spell slots. Yep. <laughs> Very well. Okay. So you managed to deflect his shielding. So does it hit? <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> that would have been funny if he had the armor for it still. Uh, tender. He was just baiting in and out. Everybody. Uh, How much? 10 damage. 10 damage. Okay. So with that, he starts bleeding from his face. Um, and he starts to laugh wickedly. Um, if that's the end of your turn. Yep. Uh, it'll go to Kalika. 
Okay, I guess. Well, Clique just feels bad. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we're good. I guess Clique will make just one regular attack with a booming blade. Twenty-eight. Okay, twenty-eight is good. What's the damage look like? Twenty-one. All right, so with that, he looks pretty wounded. Uh, he's not bloodied yet, but you guys keep slapping the crap out of him. Um, yeah, all right, and now he's wreathed in the booming energy. And again, he starts to kind of like waver a little bit in his stance. Uh, is that it for Klika's turn? Yes. Okay, Norhill, you're up. Stop fighting and let us help you. Okay, roll another persuasion. Twelve. Twelve. He spits on the ground and he says, I'd rather die. Norhill draws a big and heavy breath and swings in on him. It's not brutal. Uh, that's only going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah, it's a mess. A 23. A 23 is a hit. Uh, and Norhill's going to make this a disarming strike. Uh, so he should go ahead and make a DC 16 strength saving throw. Okay. He got... Ooh, this is a nail biter. Hold on, I might... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, I got a 15. So you managed to bat it out of his hands. Uh, and that's going oh, to be so depressing. 16 points of non-lethal piercing and lightning damage. You know, this is getting kind of sad. And Norhill is going to sort of use a little bit of movement to stand on top of the handle of the Morning Star. Okay. Works for me. All right. So if that's the end of your turn, uh, now it's going to go to Anton. So how's he looking? Is he looking like pretty beat up? Yeah, he's not bloodied yet. Uh, well, actually, yeah, now he's exactly bloodied. So, yeah, he's not looking too great. He looks the sword again. And he looks at him. He's like, are you sure you still want to keep going down this path? Uh, you can roll a persuasion check if you'd like to. Uh, this time you can roll it with advantage. Oh, I got 20. Nice. <laughs> so as you say that, he falls to the ground on his knees... And he looks over at you guys, each one of you, and with blood dripping from all the wounds, he says, My superiors, they will not understand what I've done. I will be punished to the utmost. I will be stripped of all my powers, all my honors. We are going to die here, all of us. There's nothing we can do to defeat the Herald of Steel if we do not bend together with some greater power. Do you not see it to be true? You cannot hope to do this on your own. And I imagine you came here to do the same. Why would you come to this place? To this, to this relic of a bygone age? As he kind of lifts his hands to all the runes all around the room. Click is going to pull out the coin that Thrandiel gave us. 
Okay. We're gonna go see maybe one of the few beings that will be able to give us the power that can stop him, and we're gonna pay the price to do so. Well, that he just looks to you with a look of resignment and confusion as he's just breathing heavily from the broken ribs and smashed head. And he just sort of looks to you with confusion and just spits on the floor, a big stream of gloppy blood. And he looks back up again and he says, I don't understand, but I can't go on longer like this. You may do what you need to, but understand this. You are not friends of the Tome Guard, and the Citadel will hear of this. I will submit myself for punishment, and I will give them a detailed report of what you've done here. They will know that you have been here. Well, we weren't really friends of the Tome Guard to begin with, Klika says sadly, thinking back on which he used to look up to this group of people. And he looks to Kalika with a certain glare, and he says, I know you. Yes, you're the wanted one. Yes, Kalika. Yeah, that's... Hi, I'm Kalika. Oh, and with that he says, So is this your plan, then, to enter the portal? I promise you that the magics built within your bloodline, they will not protect you from wherever it is you're planning on going. Whatever magics you hope to interact with will not protect you. They will not save you. I... I promise you, there will be many who will mourn you if you make such a mistake. Please. I beg you, do not go through there. Do not do what you're thinking of. Just turn back now and leave. If not for me, if not for the Tome Guard, just do it for your mother. Uh, well, Klika really hasn't... Klika doesn't really know her mother. So, all the people who are counting on Klika, they... They matter more right now. And with that, he just sort of leans down and again spits more blood upon the floor. And he looks up and he says, I, my future is bleak. And I'm afraid of what awaits me and perhaps the gallows. But know this. Some of us, when we first started in this company... We didn't want for it to end this way. We were some of the ones who agreed you must go. Your freedom meant a lot to a lot of people. Not only for your sake and for the sake of all that is good. But if we stood for anything in this place, the Tome Guard art protect magic in order to have all flourish and to have you locked up like your mother in this place. It was a crime twice over. 
I promise you, your mother is living and she is safe, albeit a prisoner. But she lives and she breathes. Is as she... far as I know. What is the name of their main area? The Citadel? Yep. Is she being held in the Citadel? She is under special counsel from the Majors Dominus himself. Zelaro keeps special tabs on the dragons he owns. But I promise you this. You have my thanks for sparing me. Well, if you decide to make your report and turn yourself in, you can let Zolaro and the rest of the Tome Guard at the Citadel know that Cleek is going to be coming home. With that, he looks up to you with a sort of resigned look, and he says, The men will be in here soon. I'll have to be honest about what happened here. I... I think if you're going to go through that teleporter, the circle awaits, and you must go now, if ever. Okay, can you get our friend Gerendiel out? And with that, he looks over at Gerendi. Gerendi, who was already trying to take off the Tome Guard armor, but he's doing it very... (laughs) He doesn't know what he's doing, so his head's stuck in there, and his arms get stuck in the sleeves. (laughs) He can't get him. And he says, I'll tell him that he was... I don't know. The men will believe me at least for a moment. I'll tell him to get out of here. Turns to Grendy and he says, you will do best to to run and get out of here as fast as you can. But he looks back over at Klika and the party and says, will you need the teleporter to be open for an exit? Yeah, Klika should be able to operate it. Hopefully. And so with that, he just kind of gives a weird look and he says, if you're going to a place that I think you're going, I warn you, all may be lost. I don't know who told you of this place or who warned you of the teleportation circle we have here, but this is one of the only ones I know of that can travel that far across the plains. Is it your desire to go... To Darko Realms. Would you like to come with us? Incarceration does not need to be your only path. We have an opportunity here to survive. And I owe my men and the Tome Guard my honesty for what has taken place. I'm not going to throw my soul into the expanse all for nothing. If you choose to do so, that is your decision. But I will live. That is good. For a moment there, I thought you were truly lost. But you should be proud that you managed to remember what it was that you fought for. And even if your next steps bring you to the headsman's axe, don't let them take that dignity away from you. Then he gives a couple of nods and he says, If I do not live honorably or beg for forgiveness, who am I? That he stands up and he begins to walk towards the door and he says, Whatever it is you do, I wish you the best of luck. 
And you, Master Ravenholm. And so with that, he nods, points to Garendi, and sort of Garendi goes and uh, opens the doors, leaving Vesturch upon the floor, still shackled up. I don't know if Vesturch has got anything he wants to say at this point. I guess Vesturch will look to Anton and you won't leave me here, will you? don't think I'll want to go where we are headed. Could you at least get me out of these chains? Because the naughty gets him out of chains. Well, Anton doesn't have a key for that. Can he just melt it with like a burning hand? Well, hold on. Do they seem like normal chains? They do. Uh, Can Norhill bust them with a uh, hook hammer? I mean, you could try to. I will say that Raven's Helm is still here. He is, like, right at the doorway. So, Uh, he's he's like, good luck, everybody, and you guys just immediately start bashing the chains on the guys. Okay, uh, never mind. But one moment, Master Raven Helm. This man is a prisoner? And he says, this man is a despicable leech on the arcane magics of this realm. He does nothing more than manipulate and destroy he was a prisoner before I had my hands on him. I only took him in because he said he had magics of true naming. He was the one who told me he could have strength over that demon. If I were to put blame on anybody for putting me in such a predicament, it was the confidence he had bolstered in me. <laughs> if, that this checks one out. Feels, if this one feels that he can be trusted and tells you and explains to you that he is one to be saved, you have been duped. And I promise you, you do not want to let this one get in any sort of upper hand on you. I leave him here as he deserves to rot. I trust your judgment of his character. But I will say, is this any honorable state in which to keep a prisoner? You know that he gives you a hard, straight-faced look and he says, Well, I suppose not. What shall we do then? Free him? Or present to him the execution he so rightfully deserves? Whatever justice you believe you see fit, you ought to meet out against him. But torture is unbecoming. With that, he takes the key ring off of his belt, and he hands it over to you, and he says, From this moment forward, I am no longer an honored member of my own association. I am no longer master of the Tome Guard. You shall make your judgments. Norrell's going to look around at the party and try to get a bead on what everybody thinks. You know, just like, yeah, in a moment. He leaves, and Garendi gives you guys a look, and he sort of stands there and he says, I really appreciate you guys not leaving me back there and leaving me for dead. I also appreciate you what you did for my brother. It was kind of wild that you ran into this room, and then when you opened the door, you kept coming in. You're a really brave guy, Grendy. He says, I feel like I'd rather die fighting amongst people who I could trust 
and await some sort of doom or demise as a coward in a cupboard. So, I don't know. Maybe you guys are rubbing off on me. But, if ever we cross paths, I want you to know you are my friends. We'll give him a hug. Very good. <laughs> that, um, Raven's helm walks him up the stairs, holding onto the back of his arm. So you guys stand there with the sturch in <laughs> his chains, keys mm. in Norhill's hand. That was quite honorable of you, Master Dwarf. Thank you. Mm. Guess the sturch will hold his hands out to get uncuffed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, Norhill look around to the party to see if he can get a quick read on where they're at and all where they're at and all this. Klika truly doesn't know like this. <laughs> like she knows she's technically considered a terrible criminal in the eyes of the Tome Guard. So it's tough for oh, her to no. make this kind of judgment call. Oh no, the ambiguities. No. Yep. Yeah. It's like Charzak said earlier. <laughs> Tome Guard are bad and they're keeping him and he doesn't want to be here. That was about the demon. No, no, just everyone in here. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm pretty sure that was this old man you was yelling before. Like, oh man, yeah. you speak infernal. He does. He probably does too. Doesn't yeah, he? he speaks infernal, celestial, dwarvish, elvish, draconic. I like, yeah, any any powerful languages. That's so funny to think about. Yep, search is a Turns funny guy. Just... Something like that. Sort of a useful tool of sorts. Uh, so, um... uh, so Klika is undecided. Uh, Jarzak is uh, let him go. Where's Anton at? Anton wants to know what Anton wants to know what um, Research's feelings are on the Herald of the Steel. If he even knows him. Does he know him? Does you he ever know... seen the tower he built? <laughs> Yes, I'm aware of the creature that calls itself the Herald of Steel. He stole something very important from me, what seems like ages ago. Off to go get the thing for for Vesturch, who had it stolen unjustly. He stole a very useful tool from Vesturch. <laughs> Yeah, so well, you can roll a deception check on that one, old man. He did. He fucking killed Ben Darcy. <laughs> yeah, but Ben Darcy, that wasn't like an like a, a theft. That wasn't like like you left Ben Darcy in the same him. way that you would say, you know, like a disaster stole the lives of people. That's how he's saying it. But I, I mean, I can roll no. the deception. I, I just I'm like I was sure. being colorful in my language. He killed a close friend of mine. If that is ben better. Darcy was not your friend. That is canon. Ben Darcy was nothing more than a useful tool. In fact, the That's, only deception so the, was... Yeah, yeah so, so what I said first was less deceitful. <laughs> right. The only lie was that it wasn't your friend. 
I Don't say. run Bendarshi after the grave. Yeah. I, all right, so am I rolling a deception? Yeah, you might as well. Nine. Okay, so I think what we'll say is uh, Vesturch's wickedness sort of kind of comes through a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, I do need to see to make sure that Anton, at least on an insight, gets better than a nine. Because, you know, it'd be even funnier if Anton it's not was blinded by this. Uh, Norhill got better than a nine. Let's not hold our breath, Damn people. Right. Uh, Norhill got a total of uh, uh, 13. Got a 14. Right, so I'll say this much. When we say something very important to you was taken from you, there's like a certain edge to the whole statement that smacks a very like foreboding and spooky, okay? Um yeah. I'll say that much. Let's see. But yes, the Herald of Steel is no friend of mine. Who do you consider your friend? Very few these days. If we let you out of here, what would you do next? Knowing the Herald of Seal may be destined to come here sooner rather than later. Hopefully get off this God's forsaken island, which is not welcoming to my kind magic users and he nods his head towards Klika and Jarzak after seeing the fight uh, I'd like to go back to doing exactly what I've always enjoyed doing plumbing ancient depths for their knowledge but I don't know if there's such a time for that in this world right now. Likely I'll just do my best to survive. Do you think we can make him like friends with Thrundil? I think they'd have like a chill time. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, just... <laughs> that's the that's the last thing I think Unthrendil needs is a best friend. Why not? <laughs> the friends do. I feel like if anybody could become a lich, it might be Vesturge, to be totally fucking yep. honest. I feel like the last thing we need to do is show him that it's a possibility and show him a guy who's done it. Yeah. And have Vesturge uh, become a so, lich. Yeah. Uh, so, in that case, Norhill will say, all of this is immaterial to whatever crimes you may be guilty of. And unfortunately, we do not have the time to determine your guilt or innocence. So I shall set you free. However, I ask that you place your hands flat upon the stove. The mm. search will, I guess, comply. I shall set you free with your life. And perhaps with luck, you will find somebody who will be able to Return your body to you. But in the interest of preventing you from working any vile magics you may know, I'm going to need to prevent that before I let you free. Noriel's going to use the hammer to break Vesturch's hands. Nice. Oh! What? Oh! All right. 
So I'm going to just say we'll do a strength check. I'll give you advantage because he's old and frail. And I'll just say if we score a certain number, yeah, those hands are just smashed. Um, whoa. 19. Okay. So the hammer comes down brutally with the swift dwarvish justice and cracks into Vesturch's hands, fracturing the uh, fingies right at the knuckle line as to not splinter fingers from hands, but to deliver very savage, broken knuckles uh, to the point that they swell up and he can't really turn his hands meaningfully, leaving thumbs intact so that he might be able to operate doorknobs and perhaps cutlery. If looks could kill, like, ugh, the the sheer venom dripping off of a church right now as he just bites down and doesn't say anything, glaring into Norhill's eyes. And uh, uh, Norhill does not uh, break away from the stare uh, as he says, Anton, kindly check that his wounds are not mortal. Yeah, with a pretty rudimentary medicine check, those cracks are definitely surgical in, in their styling. Uh, they're not going to cause any internal bleeding. Somehow, Norhill is the master of handbreaking. It's very clean. It's is a little taken aback, and he's like, no, he will not die, but I question our methods, Norhill. Klinger yeah. really doesn't like who we become when we go to islands. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Nor- a bit messed up. To use the key uh, to release Vesturch uh, and say, your freedom is yours. Guess Vesturch will leave the room. Or perhaps this, perhaps it, Against the wall with uh, his freedom for a bit, catching his breath before he heads out. Does he have any choice wards in Dwarvish? <laughs> no, he's. <laughs> what was your name again, Dwarf? I am Norhill of the Clan Hammerstone, Lord of the Halls of Silver and Steel. If you seek a fairer hearing, seek me out there when my quest is done. Yes. I never forget a name. And research will walk out. You know... I hate that this is so funny to me, but the palpable tension in the room and the fact that Versturch is just so delectably evil in such a weirdly organic <laughs> way. Like, there's nothing about him that's, like, so evil. It's just the way that he's, like, so visible in my mind as the creepy old spooky. Uh, yeah, he, he really is just a fun character to inhabit. The fact that Mr. Hammerstone over here just sees right through him, but only so much that he's like, all right, well, I'm only as good as the council around me, so I'll just break his hands and send him on his way. (laughs) But anyway, so Vesturge bumbles out the door, closing it behind him, and the entire party sit with the weight of the world. And hopefully it's never seen or heard from again. (laughs) No, I'm sure nothing will. 
Resurgence is never coming not back, I'm sure. That would kind of suck, but I feel like it would be pals. You know, I don't want pals out of these villainous characters, but um, in any case, the weight of the world rests in the hand of the of Klika holding the single iron coin. So, what would the party like to do? Uh, as soon as Vesturch is out of the room, uh, Norhill is going to shout a uh, shout of rage and pain as he throws the hammer uh, across the room. And, you know, once it you know, cl- clatters to the ground, uh, leaving a silence, he'll take a deep breath in and out, pick it up, walk back over and say, let us be on. He's yeah. like, that was the rest of my swing that I held back. Yeah. He gets two attacks and he wasn't going to let it go. Oh my god. Clicker just walks over and puts a hand on Norhill's shoulder, holds the uh, the coin out, and starts I don't know, spinning up the teleportation circle. Okay. So as you approach it, the coin pulls almost magnetically like that metal bar you had before. And as you approach, the center of the dais begins to dissipate and turn to a gaping black hole, leading impossibly deep into the depths below. The darkness within looks not unlike the bottom of the ocean, as silt is sort of stirred into inky black clouds, with light impossible to penetrate the uh, the silt rising. So as you look down into the depths below, what do you do? Um, and then clickable motion for everyone to sort of gather at the edge. Well, we should go together, right? I guess, I don't know. This is a pretty, we are in rough shape. I think he's just going to take Jarzak and I don't know. I guess I'm near Norhill, so Norhill's hand. We're going down. Should do it hand in hand. Durandu's not with us, right? Like he's he's out of here. Yeah, he's he's gone. No, so, it seems a little uneasy because you realize no one ever made the decision of what we're going to do about the pavement. True. Yeah, that's another reason Click is just kind of wants to be close with everybody right now because she knows we're about to. Be figuring that out. So, we all plunge in. See. Together. Anyone take Anton's hand? <laughs> I was going to say, his hand. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess the Norhill would be the one to offer. Yeah, Anton okay. takes his hand. Despite being so freaked as... out by breaking a hand. <laughs> so, as the. <laughs> Shit. Shut up, Anton. So the party does <laughs> you break my hand too, Nora. Um, <laughs> no, the... I just freaked him out. I was like, oh shit. No, right. Uh, no, uh, Norhill is almost like scary gentle uh, as uh, he holds on to you. So as the party fall in, what you see is nothing short of otherworldly. As you see the light from above of the ambient light of the rooms and that room sort of distance themselves as if space and time stretch 
As the party fall deeper and deeper in here, you realize that falling was an experience reserved for the material plane. As you enter a gravitationally free zone, a place filled with nothingness, you realize that the blackness you had fallen into was the blackness that was always around you. And as you look back for the light that once was the pit's entrance, there is nothing. And it dawns on you for just a moment that maybe there never was anything. At this point, I need a charisma saving throw. I'm really glad we all held hands. This shit's spooky. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you guys held hands too. <laughs> that's a nat one for five, baby. Klika's tripping out. Charizak, <laughs> save us. I I rolled the three with my bonus. It's a twelve. It's a twelve. So like it. I sorry. Did, Norhill save us. Norhill got a did fifteen. <laughs> Good job, Norhill. And what did Anton get? I, <laughs> I got nine. nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so everybody but Norhill immediately takes three points of charisma damage permanently. What does that mean? The... Oh man, <laughs> that's As not good to... for Klika. As they begin to dissociate and realize how far they've traveled and how far they've come, what does it mean to be a self anyway? As they feel hands in their hands, they realize just how useless sensation truly is. Roll me an intelligence saving throw. Oh, it's going to be one of these. Maybe. Uh, Everybody? Yep. Wait a minute. All right. That's an eight. My best one got me a 12, so we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> one second yep a three okay oh no click it when I know how to talk anymore for intelligence goes <laughs> Hinton got a six <laughs> uh, oh, no. Norhill got an eight. <laughs> oh my god did the entire party fail this one everybody <laughs> takes four points of intelligence damage holy shit Your brains become feeble and mushy within your skulls, realizing that all the memories you once held on to, dear, names, thoughts, experiences, it's all just like a song slowly dripping off into nothingness. And as you begin to lose sense of what is real and what's not, memories of where you once were and what could be, roll me a strength saving throw. Oh, we're gonna die in like a true sense. Now this is gonna be bad for Norhill for not gonna be able to get this damage back. Thirteen. Okay. Just the um... ego death that exists from falling in here. You guys never even went in the hole. We slipped on an ice cube. So what did uh, we get? Oh, goddess. Uh, oh, Seven. I Thank fucking god. <laughs> Norhill got a seventeen. Excellent. Okay. Anybody else? Anton crit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about Jarzak and Klika? Soft 20 for Jarzak. And a 13 okay. for Apparently, Klika. And a what? 13. Klika holding on the tightest to everybody, ironically, has muscles begin to atrophy and melt away within her bones for five points of strength damage Lol. as she feels herself wilting away into nothingness, slowly melting into the primordial ooze from which she had come from. As the gang hold on to a tight clench, they release a little bit as they continue falling in nothingness. Give me a dexterity saving throw. 
You know what the nightmare is when I, I roll for a second like, saving throw and we see if anybody drops to a zero. That it straight up could Where happen. Does damage go. It, it you take it away from your ability scores. So if oh, you had I'm doing that, yeah, you you need to. It oh, was three from charisma, four from intelligence, and five from strength. I think you passed the strength, so you need four. to take three away from your total charisma and four away from your total intelligence. Yeah, okay, I would also like to make a note separately of what your original scores are because I doubt that Dan is going to be sending us one second the I, final I, I, encounters I, of this campaign with like single digit ability scores. Come on, I need to get the I'm like really fucked up spot. One second, because I, I I didn't realize that was what we were doing. Yeah, I, di- I didn't either. I... No, um, uh, at all. Uh, so I need to fix this. Well, at least we got the math memorized. It, so no, I. Th- it was three for charisma, right? Yep. That's intelligence was how much? Four. Yeah, oh, okay. and strength was five. I passed. Every, yeah, everyone but me passed strength. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it, it only affect your score, not your actual health, then? Yeah, no, it's not your health, it's your score. Okay, okay. one second. Yeah, but this is even worse, because it can... Yeah, so much worse. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, it is, I just didn't realize that's what it was. Okay, uh, Norho so, got a 15, no, a 14 on that dexterity saving throw. 22, thank god. Give me a minute, I'm not ready. An 8. <laughs> One second, I am like not ready for this. Because uh, this is like, I'm not good at math, y'all. We can just you, you do it in post. It. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll figure it out after, because I, I have it all written down. Um... So what did Anton get on the saving throw? Uh, one second, one second, one second, one second. Sorry. Come on. Uh, for Dex. Come on, iPad. Dex, I got A10. Okay. So Jarzak and Anton, clenching with all their strength to hold on to their friends, their companions through all their travels, as they begin to release their strength on their grip, they feel they have such numb limbs. The area around you is not cold, yet you feel like a lifeless husk, cold in your own regard. Four points of dexterity removed. And with that, sensation seems to fall listless to the side with a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Another wisdom saving throw? This is our Wait. first wisdom. Yeah, first one was intelligent. Uh, natural one? Just a four. Oh, no. Yeah, me, four, me, four. Yeah, me and Jar are both got fours. Hell yeah. Uh, Norhill got a 13. Okay. Uh, Anton, I hope you got something good. Why isn't this working? One second. It says it's rolling. Come on, you stupid fucking iPad. I mean, in the meantime, everybody else uh, takes five points of wisdom damage. Second. Everybody does? Yeah. Everybody failed it so far. One second, this thing's being... Fuck. Alright, got 23 on wisdom. Maybe fuck that up. So Anton... Holds on to the illuminator. Uh, And can I also get one saving throw for constitution? As you feel your hearts slowly 
slowly, slowly begin to stop to beat. Oh, oh, so got a dirty 20 on Constitution. Oh, 16 yeah, so Wait, how much for Glica? 16. Nice. So you two are just... Thum, 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 thum. Oof. Um, what about it's Anton and Jarzak? Oh. <laughs> six. Oh. God. So six points of constitution damage to Anton and Jarzak. As you feel your hearts slowly release all the blood that they had within them and become frail and slow and cold. And as the gang slowly begin to feel their hands releasing from the darkness, somehow you sense a force beneath you, around you, all around you, as if being swallowed by an immense fish. The party hear one voice in their heads. And as if the sound of all the dead winds that have ever flown through the cosmos. Yeah, you can't, you got, you, you well, I guess, you know, I try to create atmosphere by saying, why have you come here with the coolest whisper I could come up with? Yeah, it says, uh, yo, why'd you come here? So, uh, and you guys realize none of you have the capacity to speak in any real way. You guys feel the sense as if this may be death incarnate. This being from this negative plane somehow tapping into you. Sensing your life force as if an alien realizing some strange technology had fallen upon its planet as it prods at your life force. Everybody gains one level of exhaustion. I don't have anywhere to track that on my character sheet. You know, when 5th edition kind of gave up on one of those features. Um, yeah, and as it does so again, everybody sits there motionless, painful. Another exhaustion level is gained. And you feel yourself slowly withering away like little raisins out here floating in nothingness when suddenly Kalika feels the urge and grasps somehow in her mind for the ability to retrieve the diamond vial. And as the diamond vial is released, almost spiritually rather than physically, you hear the voice beckon again. A soul to be taken. A soul given. Whose soul shall I retrieve? And with that, we will end it. Hey everyone, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter. Or you can even send me an email at youngbrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.